Chris Harris, and you're listening to Win the Battle, a podcast for tools, tactics, and routines to triumph over adversity. All right, thanks uh, for joining us again. This is episode four. We've got uh, Steve Fideski, who is CEO of Cloudburst Entertainment, joining us, and I appreciate, Steve, your time. Um, you know, I know we've talked a little bit before about what you've got going on at Cloudburst uh, Entertainment. But uh, if you don't mind, share with us a little bit uh, about uh, how you guys got started last year and, and some background on uh, on your company. Thank you, Mitch. Great to be with you. Excited to be on this with you. Yeah, Cloudburst Entertainment was uh, inspired a few years ago when I was uh, global CEO of PureFlix Entertainment, the largest faith and family film studio in the world. And we felt that bigger... Uh, productions of theatrical films uh, with bigger stars and bigger audience with a transforming message in it uh, was an opportunity that really was not any studios were concentrating on. Welcome. And uh, Welcome so we started a, a, a company with a vision to impact lives for the better through transformational media and entertainment. And uh, why transformational is because a lot of companies uh, and uh, were doing it well for a while, like Disney, and they walked away from these what I call inspired messaged films, like The Blind Side. You know that name well, uh, and films like McFarland USA, and they're films that really are profitable films, and they reach a lot more people. Their families safe, and they leave you with a powerful message. So we felt there was an opportunity, so we built a global. A production and distribution company to take films around the world. That's awesome. Yeah, and and I think it's uh you know one of the things we've talked about prior to this was you know one of the things I kept picking up when when you were talking about what you're wanting to do with with this new uh, this new company this new film company was really inspire people and 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 build films around inspiration. Can you kind of go a little bit deeper into that? And why that's important to you? Yeah, well, first and foremost, uh, I think we achieve at greater levels when we have models of inspiration in our lives. It could be our parents. It could be a coach. It could be a a teammate. It could be just a person that you read or heard about. And so for me, um, I've always uh, felt that that when I've been given a gift uh, and a platform to share, my job really is to steward over that platform well and maximize the opportunity to encourage others to um, maximize their potential in life and leave a legacy. So to me, um, you know, media and entertainment, um, of course, you coming out of the sports entertainment industry yourself uh, is really a mind molder of society, a voice, a culture and a language of our time. So I wanted to uh, combat the negativism in some of the media we see and some of the entertainment we see to something inspiring. And so I believe people um, through a movie can watch it all around the world in all the languages and so a great platform to go put a great message. So to me, that's why, you know, my why is really easy. I want to leave a legacy, uh, honors God and also um, honors my family and also brings a lot of people um, out of maybe their doldrums or out of a depression or out of a place where they don't think they have a chance to go further to bring them powerful messages when they sit and watch for an hour and a half of film uh, that might last for the lifetime for them and the change that had happened in their heart and mind. Wow, that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I think about, you know, one of the things you just mentioned, you know, leaving a legacy. 
And I think a lot of times, um, you know, for, for even, even, pe- you know, people that come out of, you know, not only military, but, uh, but, but especially, uh, coming out of, of pro sports and trying to understand, Hey, you know, my career was kind of a, a short career, but I was kind of put, you know, uh, on, on this, on this pedestal or on this kind of elevated, uh, level of, of kind of just, an area where people looked up to me uh, for whatever reason, either either I was a star athlete or or I was just in in, in the media a lot. And sometimes uh, I think it gets lost as to the why uh, and as to kind of the purpose of what we're what we're doing uh, during those times. And and I think it's it's tough to figure out you know what legacy are we leaving behind? Is it is it my you know for me is it the, is it that baseball career? Is that that military career? But when you when you kind of step back a little bit and, and kind of look down to you know what what you were doing, it's much bigger than that. It's it's not just the 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 career in and of itself or the title in and of itself or the image that you even had. It's a whole lot bigger than that, uh, and, and it means a whole lot more, uh, especially now as a parent of kids uh, and, and little ones that I'm trying to think about long term. What legacy do I want to leave uh, for them? And, and can you kind of dive into that further as to, you know, when we talk about a legacy, we want to really make sure when people think of Steve Fideski or, or Mitch Harris, when we're gone, what does that mean? What have we done to impact others to make a change uh, in someone else's life? Yeah, that's a, uh, I mean, I wish I figured that out earlier versus later. But what I do believe about legacy is what's going to be left behind uh, the good and even not so good, but the good that you did in your life. So others can be encouraged and inspired to follow the goodness of your life the things that really will make a a difference. And sometimes you start making those good choices and those um, better uh, impactful responses to people um, later, you know, as you're journeying along. And uh, that's what you hope is that they take the good of what you had done in your life. So to me, first thing is what inspires me to leave a legacy is because I believe in my faith in God uh, to leave a legacy first to honor him. Uh, and I believe if I do everything I can by following the way he wants me to live my life through biblical principles, then right there, I'm going to have a chance to stay on a, a narrower path, but a path that's going to stay on the, the right way to live my life. When I look back, there's going to be something really good left. And, and good for me isn't necessarily how I look at it. I look for goodness in how I affected other people's lives. Because the joy is in the given, Mitch, and the legacy is going to be based on the number of people's lives that you affected uh, that really, in my case, to, to have an understanding of who God is and how to live a life that's going to honor him and then how to live a life that really affects the relationships you've been entrusted with. And, you know, having a family, that's where you're, you know, when you're doing your thing, uh, you know, pursuing your uh, professional career in sports, you uh, you know, after that finishes up, then what, you know, so it can't be about us because, you know, it's about how we pour in what we've learned in our journey to someone else. So to me, you know, your why is really going to be to me, very simply honor God, bring glory to him, um, teach the principles of life and the lessons of life to my family, my children and grandchildren. Now I have four young grandchildren even now. And then thirdly, is uh, whoever God puts in front of me, 
um, just make sure that I'd leave nobody to stumble, that I'm always looking for the good in people and trying to make a difference in their life, even if it's for a, a hello. And you know that as an athlete, when you're signing a ball, you're, you know, you're reaching down to do something good for somebody in that little moment that could change the trajectory of someone's life. Just, just in that moment of smiling and taking the time for someone. So those are things I think about, about legacy. What's going to be there when you're gone. And I hope it's the goodness of, you know, your love for God, your love for people and wanting to make a difference to anybody in your path. Yeah. And another thing you said there that I think I want to highlight is it doesn't always have to be the good. It might be the rebound and it might be the, um, Hey, I made a mistake, but look how I recovered or, Hey, I made a mistake, but look at, uh, how I, um, you know, was transformed in that area of my life and, and used it for good. Not necessarily that it was good, but I used a negative in my life for good. And that's now my legacy. I think too many people get wrapped up on, man, I, I can't leave a good legacy because of my, you know, X, Y, Z. And we've talked about in the past, we've talked about our scars and, and the beauty of scars and how that shows the healing. But I think one of the things that, that people sometimes forget is I think a legacy can be so, so pretty when it is damaged. Because it shows the the character of that story, it shows the uh, the things that you know. Quite frankly, we all have to go through, but it shows the resiliency uh, of of you as as that person. And and sometimes people forget that that is part of life, and it's not always uh, this this beautiful uh, story that's all mountaintops. But we do have to go through valleys every so often, and when we do, it's about how we how we kind of turn that corner and face that mountain. And begin to climb. So I think that's a, a really cool snippet that you that you mentioned in there. You know, another thing that uh, I think people uh, really want to figure out is, hey, Mitch, you know, I, I definitely want to leave a legacy, uh, and and there's there's things that I want to do in terms of of making sure that you know people are proud of what I've done, and and um, you know that my family uh, can can think of me on a high note when 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 I'm when I'm when I'm gone, and 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 my friends and and, and family and coworkers. Um, you know, have this, um, you know, uh, you know, envision of me as, as this person that's done all this, all this good, right? How do I reach more than just the people that are in my network? How do I develop this platform that's also going to still bring about good in this time of crazy social media, uh, where it's all about image? It's all about this. Hey, uh, who are you? Uh, in on the internet, uh, who are you uh, outside of just the person that we meet face to face? And I think that's a hard uh, battle uh, that that people are facing uh, because you know you're, it's that keeping up with the Joneses. When you look at their uh, Twitter feed, they've got X amount of followers, or you look at their Instagram and they have just the just perfect pictures and everything looks absolutely amazing. And then when you look at yourself and your family, you think, well, there's no way ours is, is that good. It's never going to measure up. And it was someone who's, who's kind of in that, um, you know, media platform. Can you, can you talk on that a little bit on, on, on when someone gets kind of caught up in that, in that thought of, man, I've got to have this particular image to make sure my legacy is right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that, uh, first and foremost, I, I think the way I look at image is more like identity. It comes down to me very simply four things. If I'm going to take a risk in my life to make my life better than where I came from and leave a pattern for success for people around me and also to enjoy success myself, uh, 
First and foremost, I think it comes down to an acronym called RISK, R-I-S-K. And RISK to me stands, I was given this by someone that uh, was really focused on uh, mentoring and discipling men. And he had a global platform. It's R is the right view of God. So to me, you know, who I am is based on, you know, whatever the world says, or is it what God says about me? So I'm going to first say, uh, get to know God. So if you want to take a big risk, I, I was taught, get to know God, because, you know, he owns it all, and he built it all and created it all. So first thing, second thing is identity. My identity has to be not on what the world says. It has to be not on the things that I did wrong or right. It has to be what God says. And I, I've learned, I've studied for years um, the idea of who I am and, and uh, not in the world, but who God says I am. And things he says is I'm an ambassador for him. I'm an heir. I'm a co-heir, you know. So, you know, for me, I take my whole perspective of risk in life based on those first two things. So the bigger my view of God, meaning I'm not going to go life alone and trust him. Um, and once that's settled, that I know I'm not alone and I've got somebody, no matter what happens in my life, that's with me and never going to leave me and lays out a pattern, then I can start working on my identity. And my identity is, is based on not uh, what others say, which can take you down and never get you out of a hole in the mindset and heart set of your life, the way you look. Oh, I'm not, I'm a loser. I'm not a winner because you had failure after failure for a while. We all have ruts. We all have seasons that don't go well. Um, there are seasons, remember. And then, you know, so I started learning and training by studying about who I was the way God said I was. The third thing is sacrificial mentality. You will never um, put in others before yourself, uh, mind and heart set in your life and really get a fulfilling life of doing good things uh, and having a, a mindset of sacrificial until you have the first two things settled the view of God and how you really think about yourself inside, no matter what the world's saying. So RAS, and then the K is then, you know, kingdom, God's kingdom. And then you go around being able to do the things that are not really all about you. You remember who God is, remember what he says about you. You, you have a mindset and heart set that's sacrificial. And now because you've been God and others before yourself, I believe there's joy in that. I believe there's a meaning and purpose in that. So to me, I'm just being, Really basic. I use that acronym when I'm off course. Woe is me. I heard what they said in the media about me. That didn't go well with that film project, you know, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Man, maybe I shouldn't be a CEO. And that really lets people messed up in the mind and heart. And I'm and at my platform or someone just starting out in life can have the same woe is me mind and heart set and not perform. And that is the wrong mind and heart set. So that's how I think about things is getting helping people to think about those four steps. And most people focus on their impact, how it can be, you know, helpful of others, you know, but that's that's after the fact. First, you should think about God and other and God and how he views you. And then you can go out and really love people well. So those are some thoughts on that subject. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's something we could definitely take away with. Uh, I, I wish I would have heard this back when I was playing. I, I was just kind of, as you were saying this, trying to think through, you know, while I was playing, how that would have completely changed my mentality. You know, I think um, I've talked to people about this before, but, you know, when, when I was playing, I was still um, understanding my own identity. Uh, you know, I'd come off of, of being in the military for five years. This was a goal of mine as a kid. I finally achieved the highest level of, of baseball that I could. 
now I'm trying to figure out who am I? Can, can I go out and do the things that everybody else is doing? Can I, you know, uh, you know, what, who, who am I at the core of, of Mitch Harris as the baseball player now? I, I didn't know. I, I was trying to figure that out. But if I had this to go off of to understand, okay, what was my overall view of God? What, how did I see God in, in my life as, as someone that I had a relationship with? Then understanding from that my identity within that perspective. And then understand the sacrificial mentality of, man, it's easy to wrap yourself around me, me, me when you're a professional athlete. But then understanding that, hey, it's not about me, though the media sometimes makes it that way. The fans make it feel that way. But if I had a more mentality of, okay, how can I better my teammates? How can I better this community because of the platform that I have? How can I better X, Y, Z, you fill in that blank with the then mindset of, Kingdom wise, how can I bring joy and, and spread that love, that, that relationship that I have uh, with God to other people so they can truly see that through my identity? And I think that's something that, man, if I'd have had that back then, I, it would have been uh, definitely a life changing thing for me. And it's a process, right? Years right. of life, even Possessives talks about the seasons, right? So, we have to point that back to ourselves and our, our friends that are going through tough times. Listen, you'll get through this season. It's a season. It's not going to last like this forever. And that's why we spur one another to love and good deeds, because, you know, we're spurring them when they're going through tough times and affirming them when they're doing great and rejoicing them both. So that's that's a that's a discipline as much as it was as you were disciplining yourself in a physical or mental state, you know, to perform at the highest level. But you learn these things in long, and the good news is uh, you'll learn them, you know, and then right. it's right. the next of your life, and all of a sudden, someone tells you you're inspiring them. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I do want to say, too, is that you you and I were chatting earlier about um, titles, you know, oh, my God, he's a professional baseball player. He made it to the pinnacle of success in sports, which you did, and even what you've done in your military uh, career. I mean, those things are really amazing accomplishments already. But but if that's going to be all you are um, and all the way you view yourself, uh, all you're going to do is be an older version of something that you you were when you were at your best. And, and right. that gets old and tired and, and it's not really uh, something that gets you up and gets after it every day. So to me, I think what we have to learn is that God gives us experiences and when those experiences are added to the gifts you have and you start thinking and learning about your gifts and I, I encourage everyone to take a gift test, you know, what is it I'm good at? And ask my closest uh, family members and friends, what do you think is my sweet spot? What's my gifting? And, to, and really, you could do that through testing too formally. When you get the experience in the gifting and you converge that with your passion in your life, you start working on your passion. What is it that I'm passionate about? Um, I'm passionate about kids. I want to make help kids that have come from broken homes or I'm passionate about people that screwed up and, and want to have a second chance. And I want to help them get that next step, second chance. You know, I work in, you know, in the inner city a uh, lot with uh, people coming out of the drugs, alcohol and off the streets. I work in the prison systems, been on the Arizona Prison Advisory Council, going right into prisons to try to look at the worst situations in life people have, but try to help them you know, center themselves on a new identity, a new view of God and help them get on a platform that either inside or outside, when they come out, they have hope. 
and they can be the best messenger of hope and inspiration than anybody that just talks about it and didn't go through hard times. So, so to me, you know, this convergence of experience, gifting, and passion, then you can't wait to get up and get after your life. So I think a lot of people um, quit working on the things of the why factor of life. Your why is important to fuel the passion that you'll go through anything to go get that why. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. And before we go any further, when you talk about a gift test, cause that you've sparked me, I'm super interested now to even to go, to go back and, and try to find something that, you know, everybody wants to know, okay, this is the thing that I'm really good at. Is, do you have a, a place where someone could go if they say, Hey, I, man, Steve, I'd love to know more about that. Is there a, a particular uh, website or something that you would suggest for someone to go look for the gift test? You can just put spiritual gifting and you you type that in. I'm doing it right now to make sure I give it to you. Okay. But anyway, there's several websites that you can go on and get a simple uh, gift test. And it basically puts it in that there, where you're one or two stronger uh, bends in your life. That's another right. way of looking at it. And, uh, you know, I think if you get a couple of those things, when you're working out of your gifting, your God-given gifting, and you put that sweat equity into something and persevere towards a goal – now that experience and that gifting converging, oh, man, you can't stop the train, man, that you're right. on. And right. you know this, I'm talking to someone that's lived this, but sometimes we need to be reminded because we're in a new season, right? Exactly. And I, and I think that goes into what we talked about earlier, which was, you know, a lot of times we, we, we think of, 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 okay, we've got this, we've got this pedestal. We've got, you know, the people that we work with, we've got a great group of friends and, and now we've kind of feel like, okay, I think I've got an understanding of, of my purpose and, I, and I'm, I'm starting to really get a good uh, feeling of my identity and, and who I am. But now I'm kind of stuck because I don't know, I don't know my, my true what. I, I've kind of got my purpose. I, I feel like I'm starting to understand my why. I don't know what to do next. I, I don't know how to make that impact. I don't know how to, I'm not a blogger. I'm not a, I'm not a person who can get on, on tape. I don't, I'm not someone who's really good at this whole podcast thing. And uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do to make that impact. What's my what? Um, and I think that gift, you know, that gift thing you're talking about, you know, trying to figure that out, uh, asking our close uh, friends and family to say, Hey, how can I make the biggest impact? What are some things that I have? What are some gifts that I have? To go out and, and, and make a big impact. It, it could be something super small uh, that's going to have a massive, uh, um, you know, impact on, on someone's life. Uh, it doesn't have to be this uh, ginormous platform. It could just be the smallest things. Uh, and I think, I think that's important for us to figure out is, okay, we've got this purpose. We've, we have a good idea of, of, of why. Now it's, it's what and how we're going to accomplish that. I think it comes down to leading from your strengths, see, and moving from your strengths. Unless you know what it really are, you always start working. I mean, like, for example, people want you to volunteer and do things, you know, around church, let's say, or in your community. We all know that's important. But if you go out of your strengths, out of your gifting, and go do something that you're naturally gifted, and you start fueling that and doing something out of that, and in lieu of experience, you, you you have joy on joy coming out of that experience. You might have done something great for the community or great on a project or helped, you know, someone that needed your helping hand. Oh, man, you're the one benefiting. Right, <laughs> right. Why, that's why I, I mentioned that. And there is a there is, a, as we were talking here, Strength Finder 2.0. You can look it up. Strength Finder 2.0. That there's a book called that. And that helps you frame up your gifting. 
and leading from your strengths. And so they also have a website. So you could have, you could check that out there too. Um, but I will say this, going back to who I am, you know, this, uh, if you have that great, you know, vision for your life, you should write it down, you know, yeah. you write it down and not just write down goals. You hear that, but I'm talking your greater vision, you know, will carry you through so many things. And, and once that vision is laid out, then you say, here's going to be the mission of my life. Vision is an aspired statement for a future desired state. Mission is how I'm going to go about getting it done. You know, so for example, vision of my company is to impact lives through transformational media. It's very simple. Everything I want to do is, is put, uh, put through a vision statement of that. Secondly, the mission is, is to be the world leader and producing and distributing transformational media. That's cool. I did that before we even birthed this company. Right. Now, personally, um, I, have, I have a mission statement for my family and a vision statement. I have a vision statement for my personal life, you know? And so I like to intentionally multiply Christ-like leaders. You know, that's a discipleship mission right. I have. And I've been doing that for 25 years, leaving a legacy everywhere I go. You know, that's awesome. So that's so, you know, it works personal. It works professional and uh, it works, you know, in a spiritual realm, you know. So so those are things I remember. The other thing is about the world. You said something that really resonated with me about we get caught up in what the world tells us about who we are. Mitch was a great pitcher. He was a good pitcher. You know, once you make it to the pinnacle, well, anybody that's never done that thinks you're amazing anyway. But when you're in the league. Well, now it's a different, you know, criteria, right? Right. Oh, yeah. You could, you could, you just ran up the ladder and you have success and quickly after a couple games in the league, you could feel really low, right? Oh, yeah. Been there. No matter how you are, same as a CEO. People, you know, in business, CEO, chairman, top, top of the heap, right? And so basically, I had to learn to not be led by the titles that people are giving me and the labels people are giving me, but start changing my mind and heart set. As we said earlier about my identity has to be controlled by who God said I am and me believing it in my heart. So let me give you an example. As a CEO, I changed what I say to myself about when someone calls me a CEO, which usually means chief executive officer. I call it chief evangelism officer. Hmm. And when I was a COO, I was called the chief outreach officer. And, and so any position I've had that had, I started saying to my people, listen, um, I'm going to model you as the chief evangelist officer. I mean, I'm the one carrying the vision of the company. I'm going to be the most enthused about where we're going and how we're getting there. I'm going to be the one that's going to show you how to serve a brother or sister in your company. I'm going to one that's going to humble myself. So you don't think that I'm leading off of my own gain and not the gain of the greater good. You know, so yeah, that was good. something that, oh, maybe about a decade ago, Mitch, I had I had learned to do. Um, I don't know where that really came from. You know, one day I contemplated because I read a book on humility, I think it was. And someone, the first line was, well, I'm writing this book on humility and already I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's right. It happened as if like I'm yeah. that I can write about humility. And I thought, man, I'll never forget that. How do I change the way I'm viewing myself and others view me? And I started saying, okay, yes, I'm CEO, but I'm the chief evangelism officer. No, that's, 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 that's a great way to, uh, to look at that. And, and, 
you know, it makes me think again, you know, we've talked about this before, but as people are battling uh, with this, I'm not sure how I can inspire, impact, and 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 make the biggest um, you know splash in terms of leaving that legacy for you know not only my family but my friends and and everyone that that, that I come in contact with. You know, one question I always ask you know our guest Steve is. If you had one thing to talk to that person about in terms of the person who's battling with trying to figure out that that what that that how am I going to make the biggest impact, make the biggest splash to make sure I'm inspiring others to to achieve their greatest potential, what what would that one thing be? Well, first and foremost, um, that's a really profound question, and it's unfortunate that you can't go to school and get that in the first year, right? Right. So it's really a lesson you might even be told, but you have to learn. So yeah. I would say the first why thing goes back to um, remembering that you're loved, you know? So to me, you have to, if you've not experienced love, then that's why I point people to God, because you have to learn that God loves you and has a plan for your life. And so for me, it comes back to if I had just a moment with someone, I would say to them, um, you are loved and you have and you have a purpose in life that's given to you. And what I'm going to encourage you to do is, first of all, trust God's plan over your own, because God's plan is in in Book of Romans, uh, chapter 12, verse 2b says his will is good, pleasing and perfect. And so I would point people to that one thing is, you know, instead of trying to figure out the what you're going to do, figure out who you're going to do it before, figure out that God loves you and that you start seeking his plan instead of your own plan. I did an awful lot of hard work. And like you, I was a, I was an All-American uh, uh, runner in college. I ran elite ran, runner for Nike, um, you know, different platform than you were on, Mitch, but I know that even when I hit my pinnacle there, I was empty. And so I wondered why I could be so down on myself when everybody's giving me the accolades. Mm -hmm. I found out that I was leaving God out of my plan. And once I turned over to his plan, it changed. I started working on how to keep on to his plan and his blueprint for my life. And now I'm so fortified in my faith. <clears throat> Why would I at my late stage in life and, you know, for those that are on, I mean, I'm in my sixth, sixth decade, sixth decade. And, and uh, I feel like I'm a kid, you know, after his first dream in launching this global distribution and production company. And that's because God's with us who could be against us. And that's where my inspiration came from. So, so to me, that's something I think first is that, you know, just understand that you're loved. God loves you and has a plan. Get on his plan. No, that's perfect because I think sometimes we're too caught up on, I want to know now. I want to, I want to, I want to do it now. And, you know, that is this, that is this day and age, you know, and, and, uh, I don't claim to be a millennial, though I, I believe I am in that, uh, 
you know, in that category, uh, I, I, I don't, uh, fall into a lot of the craziness that, that comes along with that title. Um, but you know, that, that is, it is what it is. That it, it's what this has come to is it's, it's, I want it now. I want my trophy. I want my participation ribbon. I want all this other stuff that comes along with that. But, um, it, I think it, I think your, your point is that, that it's not going to be a quick, Okay, I found it. All I had to do was I had to I had to think about this for about an hour, and I got it. Now I know I'm going to impact everybody. It, it's a it's a ever changing thing that that will just kind of come into to play as we kind of really dive deep, understanding who we are, where we're going to make the biggest splash, and how we're going to really impact you know the people around us or the people that that, that come across our live. and And I think that's the thing: just being patient to understand that that, that we all have a purpose. We all have a, a, a thing that we're going to be uh, great at and excel at to, to really bring uh, the, the biggest impact uh, to others. And we have to just be patient to understand it. It's not going to come right away. It's, it's not going to be the first thing that we do. And if it is, hey, lucky you. But but I think we need to make sure that that whatever that we're trying uh, as we kind of go through that 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 uh, that process is to have patience to understand. Um, that, that we do, it's already kind of, uh, predetermined, predestined to, to be, um, you know, the, the right, uh, story, the right, um, you know, place, uh, in our life and, and to make sure that, that, um, you know, we we'll always have the right mindset, right? It's not, it's not about us. It's not about, um, you know, the things that, that we think is, is best for us. But sometimes it's, it's maybe something we didn't even see coming uh, that's just around the corner that's really going to not only change us, but really impact others. Um, but, hey, I, I, what a great, uh, you know, takeaways today is, you know, we talked about risk, uh, R-I-S-K. We talked about, um, you know, our platform and what that looks like, uh, not necessarily images and titles. Uh, and we talked about our purpose and why and how to get to that that what and, and, and make those impacts and, and looking for those those gifts that are going to. Uh, help us the most. Uh, Steve, I, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, and I hope that, uh, uh, those of you listening that, that you really have taken something from this and that you can apply it to, to your life so that you can be uh, a huge impact to others, uh, and help them, uh, win their battle. Uh, have a great rest of the week and we'll, uh, we'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening. To stay up to date, make sure you're subscribed. And go check out MitchHarris.com. Now, go win your battle.